welcome to North Dakota After Dark. This is now episode nine. Believe it or not, um, we are one episode away from Corey's uh, picking up the option on Corey's contract. So we'll we'll let you know on that one. It is After Dark. We are in North Dakota. We're on the Pull Tab Sports Network. And I would be remiss if I did not mention our fine sponsor, Andrews Construction Services, uh, now on board for geez, more than half of the episodes now. It feels like forever. Uh, Andrews Construction Services does all kinds of good stuff that Corey's going to tell us about. Hey, Andrews Construction. They do commercial builds. They do construction management. Uh, call them about all of your needs. They've done great work so, uh, with the Grand Forks Youth Hockey Association. They've also done some nice work in different commercial building and development. Uh, if you want your next construction to be a breeze, you better call Andrews. I love it. Uh, and just much like this podcast, Andrews Construction, we're building something here. So Ooh. what's everyone drinking tonight? Uh, yeah. I, mom water. Oh, I love it. it. What do you drink? This one is Susan. Susie, okay. And I like Susan. Uh, it's the kiwi strawberry flavor. It's now Linda's my lady, uh, yeah. but uh, Susan's good. I'm, I, I, it's my goal to try all of them because there was way more flavors when I went there. I, although you need to take out a small loan because I didn't realize that four cans were like $13. So, right. I'm like, but they've got, so it's fine. To be fair, you know, $13 for four cans in South Grand Forks. That makes them the cheapest cans in South Grand Forks. That is true. Yeah. That is true. So yeah. it's actually kind of a bargain. But I just try not to do the math on it and just enjoy the mom water. Just so. enjoy it. Yeah. 100%. Corey. Tonight, because uh, my wife has left me, as us men like to say, in charge of babysitting the kids. I love um, uh, for For her um, book club, which I refer to as her wine club, I'm having a nice <laughs> glass of red wine. Out of a classy. Very for me, super classy. <laughs> yeah. Now, for heart health. Yeah. I heart have health. a uh a lot of plastic wine cups if you ever need to come borrow one. Ooh, you have to I assemble like it. it yourself, but you're welcome <laughs> to them. Screw the bottom like Yeah. I like it even more. Why tell me more, Kyle? Hey, they're on top of my fridge. I'll tell you the door code. I'll have to kill Shane because I only want one person at a time to know it. Well, right. I've got to watch Shane's kid on Thursday. So what's he good for? Right? <laughs> Fair points. Um, very, very, very brief segue. Um, we've talked about Regina a number of times. Uh, I am not what you would call a deep water person. I am shallow <laughs> as a brook in a drought. And I went through a phase where I only liked girls with like old timey names like Linda or Brenda. I would seek them out just because I liked the names like it you can only call so many ambers in your life and i was done with it you know what i mean i wanted a nice solid name like barbara for a while amber uh, where was uh, amber during the mom water discussion from a couple episodes ago amber could fit in there we're getting to that yeah there's no reason why not i really think we should do an off-brand series of mom waters just just with better names it, you know we could do a midwest edition you know they yeah. could be like like tater tot hot dish flavored yeah. Um, I know it wouldn't catch on immediately, but I think there I think there's a market for it. Um, speaking of that, do either of you watch those uh reels on Instagram uh with the lady who does like you know you're from Wisconsin? Oh, I've seen some of those. Yes. Yeah, she has a she has a lot of them. 
They're not yeah. super funny. I can't stop watching them. I don't know. <laughs> I just like, I keep thinking, well, this will be a joke in here somewhere, but it's just, they're engaging all the same. You went down a rabbit hole. I, I find myself on TikTok. I, I like there, I went down this one rabbit hole one time and I'm not, I'm not proud of myself, but it was this, um, uh, typically, typically people clearly in Asian countries and people, they had these like big, um, almost like a rock mixer and these, these different types of rocks, like, like, um, uh, turquoise and and stuff and they would people would pay for scoops of these rocks and you just watched it for hours as they made these bags of scoops of rocks and I went down a hard rabbit hole for a solid week and I don't know why I was watching but I also couldn't stop watching huh. and yeah so I don't know it's it's that there's there's something for everyone on the yeah. internet that's I guess that's what I'm getting at which is specifically why I brought this up. Uh, I think our next <laughs> venture should be this. Uh, I know you're a TikTok person. I yeah. also know you've mentioned a couple times that after a couple mom waters, you can really turn the North Dakota accent on. Ooh. I think we should do an, uh, a TikTok, what are they called? Channels with uh, account? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, like a, for, a page or a channel. Okay, okay. Yeah. We should do one called the North Dakota News Network where Corey and I go halves on a four pack of mom waters, let you drink them all. <laughs> and we have you read the news of that day. Okay. With the I'm thickest in. North Dakota accent you can muster. Yeah. It, my family also has like a, a, a unique dialect that is equally weird and disgusting as a North Dakota accent. And so it, uh, it's just, it's, it's my cross to bear. It's, okay. It's, um, yeah. So, yeah. I have been known to be referred to as a uh, frugal gentleman, but okay. I, I will go in on that business venture and I will pay for all the mom water, but I want a 50% cut of the back end. Okay. All right. Okay. So um, you know, maybe to guarantee an audience, we could do um, mostly news, but you could also have like a Spicer family billboard. You know, uh, the Dow Jones was down uh, 50 points today. Annie, fucking call your mom. <laughs> hey, oh, sorry, didn't yeah. see you there. <laughs> I, I can. I'm already. I'm already there, guys. Different spicers to do different aspects of the news. Oh, Tommy doing the weather. Johnny's doing traffic. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it really. It would be something. <laughs> great. Uh, I'm the not gonna word you're thinking this episode. This feels like a million dollar idea. Yeah. And you just gave it away to the general pop. Yeah, shoot. Hey, I'm, I am I am the lone person in possession of this. <laughs> it's creative. So creative far. rights. Yeah. Right. All, right. Um, all, all yes. rights reserved. Is all that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you guys are my attorneys. All right. I need you guys to, <laughs> to explain this for me. Yikes. Yeah, that's um, a scary proposition. Kyle, but though before you transition, I, I want you to I want you to think about what you said. You said, not really that funny, but I can't stop watching. That's literally how I've been described before. <laughs> so, right? I can't fix that on my t-shirt, but uh, my next one is going to be, it's fun having fun. Yeah. And Kelly's seen the shirt that I'm going to wear on the weekend. Oh, it's a good one. Corey. It's very good? good. Yeah. Yes. Goes yeah. back to our girl, Tiffany. Do I should I wear the branded North Dakota after uh, 
after dark t-shirt this weekend <laughs> yeah. or do I do I just stick with my we're coming in hot shirt like I do, <laughs> my Spicer hat I have a complete wart I can wear that shirt I can wear my uh, Great Plains plumbing and heating shirt right. so considering nice. uh, a sponsorship and I can wear the North Dakota after dark and I think we got the weekend covered wow yeah great everything's coming up Kyle right <laughs> Um, I'm just glad we're back to playing hockey this weekend. I'm excited about this. Forward to it. I think this is uh, going to be fun. I think so too. Uh, practice has been good. The kids are catching on. They're engaged. So should be should be a good weekend. Which yeah. is the perfect segue uh, for something that Corey and I talked about while we were recording, I'm or just wrong. before we recorded our uh, sponsor promo on the last time we were all together. And the general premise is this, Kelly, and we're interested to get your thoughts as Corey and I have touched on it. Um, one of the things that would set kids of this generation apart from kids that maybe, you know, I don't want to say your age because you're half our age. <laughs> Not that much. But people of Corey and I's vintage is that uh, due to lack of other options, we watched, watched a lot of sports on TV. And I think mm -hmm. in retrospect, that's an excellent coaching tool for kids to pick up some nuances of the game, especially say in a game like baseball, you can't mm -hmm. run through every scenario in a practice. So we were talking about why or how kids today might be a little, I, I'm, I'm loath to say behind because the individual skill is so high for, for a kid today, but on some of the um, game situations from not watching enough games. And then maybe if you could touch on uh, your thoughts there. No, I, I completely agree. Um, but I also think that it comes down to, I'm always surprised by how much the kids know about sports, but it usually is coming from like YouTube shorts. Yes. Um, and TikTok. Everything has been, you know, taken down to 30 second clips. And so it's rare that a kid will sit and watch a sports game from start to finish because I, we've almost like made their attention spans incapable of watching that, you know, I mean, whereas like you said that that was, that was a big deal before the internet, before everything, you know, that became so entertainment based. So I, I agree. I think that it's, it's something that they're missing out on for sure. And I think I, I don't, but I don't know how you get kids more interested in that again. Um, it's, it's hard to get them interested in anything beyond a 30 minute or 30 second clip. Right. So I don't know. It's kind of hard, but I agree with you. I think that they're missing out on a lot. Um, but you know, I mean, it's hard to say too, because it, it's kind of like the big sensationalized games. I see them do, you know, like they'll sit for the Stanley cup finals. Yes. They'll sit for the super bowl. They'll sit, you know, those types of things. But I don't know. I think it comes down to that. Like even a full length sports game goes beyond their attention span and they just can't really do it. But I, I agree with you. It's too bad because they take so much away from it. I always think that like jet my son, he gets a unique advantage when he gets to go to central practice with Matt for the high school team that he yeah. coaches because he, he's, he's has to sit there and watch, um, hockey broken down, you know? Um, and so he's forced, he's, and that's, you know, five days a week for him. So I, I wish that there were, you know, like 
more opportunity for kids to maybe even like watch even practices just to get that learning experience because it's kind of priceless and it you see a lot of kids where like Matt used to make a comment to me on one of the players that he used to have where he would say he understands the strategy of the game of hockey better yeah. than any kid I've ever seen and I would think well what does he mean by that but then as you watch more kids they learn a lot of shifts they learn a lot of skills in like you know small little increments but they're not seeing the the whole sheet of ice and right. the, the 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 strategy of the game of hockey yeah. and so i'm seeing I, now now as i've watched more i'm like oh that's what he meant by that like there he i that th this young man's name is cam who played um for central and he was so good at seeing not just the play they were currently in but the next two you know, right. like, and, and he was just very good in that way. So I think the kids miss out on that a lot because they, they learn to do skills in practice, but they're not understanding that this applies to like a whole game and all games have a strategy and hockey's yeah. not different. Yeah. So I agree. It's, 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 I think it's, a, you, you, you hit it on the head, Kyle, when you said there's so much individual skill anymore that's really taken off, but it's, um, they're losing that part of the game, the the strategy, the creativity, the the idea of the the sheet of ice as a whole. I think that that's getting lost. Yeah. Um, and and Corey, I'll, I'll I'll turn to you in in a second, but we we touched on this a couple episodes, or maybe the last episode we recorded uh, at the end of last season. We played the father son game. You know, the dads were pretty pretty broken down. Everybody was hurt. I uh, had about six or seven beers before we started the game and just kicked the hell out of those kids who are very individually skilled players. They're hitting puberty, they're bigger, they're faster, but the dads didn't even have to skate to beat them just because they had the the benefit of, you know, testosterone playing hockey. Right. So, and, and Corey, you know, we've said this before, you have an older son. Um, I've seen your younger son watching sometimes, but not, you know what I mean? Can you comment a little bit on the opportunity to have a, a, or the differences of maybe having a slightly older son? Well, first of all, my none of my children, all three of them, are, are either, any, either or any of the other kids' fans. Like, they, they refuse sure. to watch sporting events where their, their siblings are playing, because God forbid we try to help each other out and be a family. We're individuals here. That's right. Don't lift each other up. No, why we tear people <laughs> down? Like we will not tell you how good you were today. We will tell you what you did wrong. That's the intention. Absolutely. But but in the larger uh, aspect, Kyle, there, there's a difference between a kid making a, a play and a team making a play. Yeah. And it breaks down to that. And that's what you see in YouTube and all these reels are you see players making a play. What you don't see emphasized are teams making plays. And I think right. that's lot that that art is what Kelly's talking about. Yeah. That art of understanding if he, he it, it's why people talk about chemistry in hockey so much and why it's important. Individuals are great, but chemistry is better, right? Uh, right? It's when you can work together as a unit and you can move into the open ice because you know where he's going to be and I know where I'm going to be and we all know where these soft spots are in the zone. That's when you start to have a team identity. 
Otherwise, you become the, the gophers of the early 2000s, right? Highly skilled, but they couldn't play hockey to save their lives. Um, and, and that's that's it for me right there. Like that's It's learning how to play as a team. And Kelly hit the nail right in the head. It's seeing the ice, knowing what to play is, because anybody can be an individual athlete at different levels of, of the game. Sooner or later, that catches up to you at some point, unless you're the, the outliers, right? But yep. it's when... When can I see the ice before someone just runs a neutral zone trap and takes the entire ice away because all I was trying to do is out-athlete you? Yeah. And I think that just circles right back to, to watching it on TV. You know, I had a channel and a half as, as a little guy and, and just had to watch quite a bit. Um, you know, either my dad a little bit, but some of the other coaches I had would just, you know, make us watch a lot. Like, tape games on VHS and make us, you know, I remember the one coach I I had would tape every game that was on every hockey night in Canada game and would rewatch re find clips, but with a VCR uh, and make us watch those clips. I remember showing us a clip of uh, the May police and the Oilers played 11 and a half minutes without a whistle. And he was just enthralled by it because as Corey said, everything was going right. And this was, you know, Gretzky and Messi, a lot of skill on the ice, but just the team game was, uh, also on point, as, as they say. Um, we won't talk about this tonight, but I'm just going to bring it up. Okay. Uh, if, if you guys have some dead time, watch uh, the Netflix documentary Untold about the Florida Gators. I just I just started this all about. Just oh, started. it's fantastic. Kyle, you will not regret a moment of it. I uh, could not sleep last night, and I was up till two in the morning watching it. It was fantastic. yeah. It's uh, it's I'm enjoying the heck out of it so far. So we had a lot of coincidences with this group lately, which I'm enjoying. Um, John has joined us. Um, for our guests out there, uh, we're very pleased to welcome Jonathan Holf to the show tonight. Uh, Grand Forks native, restaurateur, entrepreneur, cool guy, lover of Las Vegas. Three girls from Dance Dads, a former hockey player, uh, now works for Recovery Reinvented for the state, uh, wears a lot of hats, really excited to have him on the show, so we'll welcome him and uh, try not to tell too many jokes about Regina. <laughs> we will make him say something shame. nice about Minot. All the jokes. All the jokes. <laughs> and this crap one. Oh gosh, that's a, that's a picture. I thought John was... Leaning in. <laughs> John, welcome to the show. I love the hat. Hey, how's it? Thank you. How's it going? It's going extremely well. Uh, we are actually fond of saying it's fun having fun, but have more fun also. <laughs> okay. We're already friends. Perfect. Perfect. John, um, we're real pleased to have you on the show. I want to introduce you uh, to the other people here. Um, we have Corey Erian, who's almost my neighbor now. Hey, Corey. Baseball Hi. guy who will. I'm uh, dialing it in. Yeah. He will One block at a time. To steer nice. every conversation to baseball. Perfect. That's okay. And what do I do? We have uh, Kelly Moreland from Riverside. Okay. Hey, Kelly. Hi there. Just a delight. I okay. tried to steer every conversation to um, Bravo TV and the Real Housewives and stuff. It doesn't, I mean, you're thinking like, where's the connection with hockey? It's there, and yeah, I will oh, prove it. Get there. Yeah. I can I can do the Top Chef piece of Bravo TV. That's about okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We could do that all day. 
we yeah. had a, a a lengthy pre-production meeting, John, and Kelly decided you guys were going to be best friends. Well, we right. all, all I needed to hear was Toasted Frog and Las Vegas. That's all I needed. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, and then you threw in Top Chef, and that just sealed the deal. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah, that's all I needed. Yeah. To know. Toasted Frog and Vegas is a good combo for me. One <laughs> makes me money. One makes me money. The other one, not even close. Um, so it balances out. Sure. It is a balance. That's what it yes. is. That's why I tell yes. my husband, it's all a balance. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to save all that money. All right. Yeah. It's no, way better to put it in a slot machine. Yeah. Saving it. think about it. Exactly. It's a financial, yeah. it's, it's my retirement plan. Kelly, that feels like wife uh, hypocrisy when you say <laughs> things to your husband about like, it's a balance. Like, and then you, you say something, we say something and you're like, no. Yeah, no, no, balance. it is. It's and and by balance I mean not balanced in my direction. Okay. So that's what I mean by balance. So but it feels more like yeah. my marriage already. Yes, yeah, <laughs> but that's marriage, all right. And when you right. learn that, then you're a step ahead. Fair enough. That's well, well said, Kelly. Well said. Um, so. John, we had yeah. uh, discussed early on uh, having an eclectic group of guests on the show right uh and you you fit the bill so we've now made good on our promise nine episodes in um, perfect john has uh three lovely daughters uh that are involved in dance and we thought we'd have you on to discuss some of the differences and perhaps similarities uh between being a hockey parent and a dance parent before we you put your foot in your mouth it's it's competitive cheer and oh, my, hey, already, here, my uh, daughter's here that you said dance instead of competitive cheer, you would get corrected immediately. So hey, I'll just let you know. That's perfect because we are uh, <laughs> the parents of boys who will mumble something if there's they need anything and then just walk away from it. So uh, having that engagement is already a, a plus. Yeah. So tell us all we need to know about competitive cheer. Uh, you know what? It's... Uh, it's pretty fascinating to be honest with you. It's um, these girls work really hard and it's got a, um, I would say on a smaller scale, sort of almost like an Olympic type feel to it as far as the training goes in the sense that, you know, they have like three or four competitions basically in the springtime, but they practice a routine all year long, okay. you know, a two minute routine where they're practicing six to eight hours a week on this routine. And then, they get a two minute performance and like, that's it. You know, if you screw up during that two minute performance and you finish in last place, well, you're waiting a year again before you get to, uh, before you get to try and, you know, get that medal. So uh, it's intense in that sense. Um, my girls love it. I, I've been, um, it's, it's good team camaraderie. Um, there's some intense cheer parents. Sure. uh there's specifically oh, yeah. some intense cheer dads i've learned too no like, kidding but it's yeah, like, more yeah well you know um there's uh you know we will wear like our kids team logo right when we go to competitions right but there's you know there's dads um and moms but i was i think more surprised to see dads that are head to toe full-on garb with you know the custom sometimes bedazzled uh t-shirts matching pants hats um you know we'll get down when they you know when, when they uh compete we'll get down in the front row cheer them on 
there's some that um cheer much louder there you know there's some dads that are like doing the routine with them right um at the front of the mat so it's uh it's intense for sure uh kelly her interest was peaked at bedazzled and so i'm gonna let you run with that kelly no okay so you guys were just telling me a show to watch on netflix and so I, well, I'm, I was not a competitive cheer. I didn't do cheer. I was hockey cheerleader. So I cheered high school and then at UND. Um, so huge supporter of cheerleaders. Absolutely love cheerleading. I, one of the most fun, yeah. wonderful things that I ever did. I, I absolutely loved it. And, but Corey and Kyle, and it, you, John, you might've seen this, um, but watch cheer on netflix and it is about college cheer like competitive yeah. kids that go to school on competitive cheerleading scholarships and when i tell you these are some of the most intensely talented and trained athletes you will see like the things they can do defy physics i mean sure. it's just and these are i i, I my husband played hockey up to the minor pro level and um they were not as disciplined as these athletes on yeah. cheer <laughs> you know i mean these these people sure. it's it is intense it's wild and they're i mean it's like you said it is like olympic level commitment physicality yeah. um it's it's absolutely incredible it, it it really is and it's and but it's intense it is and yep. um it highly competitive uh it's but worth yeah. watching that those navarro cheerleaders um yeah, right wild absolutely it's, wild i think that was one of the things that really surprised me about it was the the athleticism and the conditioning that they put into it like my so my daughters are are 12 9 and 8 and um you know, it's not uncommon, like for my nine-year-old to come home and I'll ask her how cheer practice went. And she's like, you know, it was good. It was a conditioning day. We started off with 250 push-ups, and then we did, you know, and I'm like, well, that's, that's, you know, 75 more than I've done in my life total. So that's <laughs> right. You did that this, you know, this afternoon. Wow. Uh, I mean, they work hard. Right. And, um, and it's, I think that's one thing that really, really surprised me about it. Um, I do, one thing that I really, really have grown to love about it is that it is highly competitive. I mean, at these competitions, there's teams from all over the Midwest, but, uh, you know, whichever team is announced as the winner, they get congratulated by every kid that's on the mat, right? So it's like, there's a lot of propping up and encouragement from all teams. So the competitive piece sort of goes away in favor of encouragement when it's time for awards and you know if if there's a if there's something bad that happens in the routine um you know if someone gets dropped or something like that it's not just parents and teammates that are consoling someone on the mat afterwards it's the other teams that are also consoling them so uh, the camaraderie is really really good and i think it's it's certainly been a good thing for our girls to be a part of too that seems to be a marked departure from hockey. Uh, our boys all play together. They ran into a team when they were seven called the Razorbacks, and they're still convinced they're going to find them and fight them one day. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no chance they recognize any of those boys, but they're like, we'll get them. When we yeah. see them, they're when in trouble. See them. Yeah. They also yeah. don't want to go to Minot because they hate those kids. So. Oh, God. Sure. I have to hear about how much they hate 
stupid Minot. Yeah. Uh, no, this is a, 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 a very brief intermission, but we uh, spent several episodes beating up on Minot and then have tried to amend our ways. So could you come up on the spot, John, with something positive to say about Minot? Uh, I lived in Minot for five years and was a Bel Air Bobcat, uh, grades one through five. Um, so, um, I mean, I'd say 1985 to 1990 were pretty good years for Minot. Great. That's when that's when the whole family lived there. So uh, we've also that was, my, that was yeah. Minot's peak. We've also <laughs> killed our lifelong dream of having a Minot guest. Look at yeah. that. I fit the bill. Yep. This is, this is wonderful. Um, yeah. So. John, you, you touched on the camaraderie and some of the competition, um, very interesting stuff. A couple of the things we like to talk about on the show are some of the uh, some of the after hours type stuff. Like what, you know, what is a, a dance weekend like at the hotel or are there different little cliques that sit together? Like, you know, Kelly likes to sit in a thing called Mom Island in the stands. Is there a dad island, you know, a dad archipelago? Yeah, I think, you know, so, I mean, I played hockey growing up, right? So I experienced a lot of those weekends as a kid. Um, I think probably the the cheer competition weekends are similar to um, hockey tournament weekends, at least like when I was a kid, what they were in the sense that everybody stays in the same hotel. Team goes out to eat together, stuff like that. You know, team goes to bed at a certain time. Parents overtake the hospitality room for a few hours and hang out together right that night. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's a lot. I think it's a lot of the same in that way. Um, every every year there's uh, like they usually compete like on a Saturday and then a Sunday and okay. usually Saturday night in between the team has a whiteout party. Right. Where they dance together and everybody wears white and there's glow sticks and all the things. Right. So that's. That's, that's certainly wonderful. a tradition. Yeah, that's certainly a tradition um, that happens. But um, yeah, otherwise, you know, it's it's kind of I, I think it's kind of standard in the sense that it's a weekend together. The parents all kind of hang out together. Um, there are definite like some parents like to sit up in the corner of the stands and chew their fingernails right when the competition is happening. Some like to get right down on front of in front of the mat. Um, so goalie yeah. parents, basically. Goalie parents. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably depends upon whether, you know, your kid is a base or a flyer, if they're the yeah. one that's holding someone or if they're getting thrown up in the air 15 feet, you know, so it's probably different levels of nerves. Those, those flyers are divas. They're like the lead singer of the band, you know, like they know they're the flash. So oh, yeah, for sure. Never know. yeah, for sure. <laughs> John, yep. um, I, I am a dance dad. And so nice. one of my lifelong dreams has been to create a tailgate at a dance event. So tell me, competitive cheer. Do people tailgate? Do we have brats? Uh, what goes on there? I I, I haven't seen that yet. Um, doesn't mean it's not possible, Corey. I mean, uh, I, it probably it. hasn't happened yet just because nobody spearheaded it yet, right? I mean, I I haven't sat in the hotel parking lot with a grill yet. Um, but I'm that guy. No, and I think it's great. <laughs> and and like I said, I, I just don't think anybody's maybe thought of that yet. Um but I, I think that, I mean, I would appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to make it happen in competitive dance. I'll see if it bleeds over to competitive cheer. <laughs> I think it can. I think it can for sure. Um, you don't usually it's... find a shortage of hockey parents that won't drink in a parking lot. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Are you uh, having beers over there? No way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry to sound like a rube, but could one of you, uh, give a brief rundown of the differences 
between competitive dance and competitive chair? Uh, I have, go ahead, John. Take take it and run. Well, <laughs> you know, so I my kids haven't done dance since they were very young, so I don't have a sense. They didn't ever get to the stage where they were doing competitions, right? It was when they were in dance, it was recitals. So, um, you know, I know, uh, you know, one of the biggest components of cheer is, is tumbling, right? So it's, it's, I would say it's more almost similar to gymnastics. I mean, there's, you know, in, in a two to three minute routine for cheer, um, you know, there's the end dance, which is significant and important, but that's usually like the final 20 seconds of the routine, you know, prior to that, it's, tumbling and tossing and bending in ways that you know the body probably shouldn't bend most of the time but um so i would say it's almost more gymnastics like uh in that sense until the finale part gotcha okay i was just just, just curious just as i'm trying to learn a little more well, about I mean, he, he drew there's a dance component to cheer there's a dance component but it's right. probably like i said probably 20 percent of of right. it you know versus 100 percent. so yeah well, I, there there's a little bit of a tie-in because you mentioned how you could screw up in a two-minute performance and i won't talk about my own personal problems in two-minute performances but you know <laughs> there's a tie-in three minute cory <laughs> and and you probably have to wait a year before you can try again too. exactly yeah <laughs> Men of a certain age. Wait till your birthday. Not Jess's birthday. That's her birthday. It was my birthday yesterday, Kelly. You didn't say happy birthday. What? Was it well, really quite? Was it really your birthday? birthday? Yeah. Yesterday. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday. Well, you don't Not say something deal. for God's sake, Corey. Jeez Louise. So no, no, John, um, you mentioned uh, there's crazy cheer parents, and I want to drill into that a little bit more. But yeah. first of all, have you ever seen a cheer parent show up with a uh, dye sublimated sweatshirt with meat on it? Like, just steaks. <laughs> just an example, drawn on yeah, thin just, air. I, I'm yeah. drawn on thin air. Uh, not that I can remember, but, you know, there's a lot of parents at these things, so there's not saying there couldn't have been one in the audience, but... Uh, but Kyle, your thought on meat sweatshirts? Uh, I love the meat sweatshirts. <laughs> mm -hmm. I have one. Uh, I am going to zone out for a second. I'm going to order you one on Amazon because I feel terrible. We forgot your birthday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now look, now get, look what you've done. <laughs> trying to get other kids to wear a sweatshirt. While while I've segued uh, Kyle into other activities, John, tell me tell me a good story. Another good crazy cheer uh, dad parent story. Oh man, um, that's a that's a really good question. I don't know, you know. I think for me the thing is like I don't I don't know if I have like one particular story that stands out. Um, uh, I think you know I would encourage you to to go back on what we were just talking about in terms of cheer dad outfits. I'd encourage you to you know when this is over to Google like cheer dad shirts because I'm doing it. Um, right now. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> so just as you can imagine like any phrase that has beer in the phrase like the word beer like yeah. there's shirts that are replaced with the word cheer so there's a lot of beer cheer puns <laughs> okay. for, I love it. for cheer dads right I love um it. yeah uh so, so you know I'm, I'm always amazed at the level of outfits that come out of this i mean there's it's sometimes there's teams that 
every single mom is in matching attire, right? And and it's uh, they go all out. Yeah, I'm loving this. And you're right. There's one where it says um, it's two months of beer, and it says beer dad with the B slashed out, and then ch cheer dad. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, one. I have two titles, Dad and Sheer Dad, and I rock them both. I yeah. like it. But I like this because I love when dads go hard for their daughters, you know, like, because sure. it's, you, you always see the dads that, you know, like with like boys hockey and stuff. I love when the dads like get into daughter things. Yeah. I'm all for that. That is my favorite. Yeah. Um, that's exactly how it should be. And I love that the dads, and I love when the dads are intense about it and turn it like ultra competitive, you know, like this is not typically something that you think that they like, you know, they didn't follow cheer growing up probably, (laughs) but like now they're all about that cheer life. And I'm, I, I think that's wonderful. I love when dads, when dads do that, that's the best as a daughter, that's the best thing to do as a dad go hard for your daughters and and even in cheer and dance um yeah the same way that you would for your football hockey ball or hockey playing baseball playing sons you know yeah and it's probably like for me the the challenge is you know like I said my daughters are 12 9 and 8 is you know I've I've only got daughters so like that's what I'm doing I'm going all in on their cheer stuff right so it's the line of you're trying to find the line of going all in on it but not embarrassing the shit out of them at the same time, right? So, like, finding the middle ground where, like, they're happy that I'm going all in for them and not, right. like, stiff-arming yeah. me and saying, you can skip the next competition, Dad, because... Hey, Dad, you don't have to come. Yeah, yeah, the, the cartwheels in front of the mat was a little much, right? I mean, yeah. so, like, I haven't I haven't gone that far yet. I did that in solidarity with you, sweetheart. Right, right. <laughs> What's the dance equivalent as a dad to yell at a kid to encourage them as you yell at a hockey player? Because you hear it in every hockey rink. People yell and skate the entire skate. time. Skate! Shoot! Shoot, yeah. Shoot What's it! What's the equivalent? Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's... Uh, wow, I don't know if there is one word. You're right about the skate thing. That's funny. Um, uh I think it is, um, so it's a lot of focus and one thing that parents do at the end. So I mentioned like that the end of every routine is a dance routine, right? And so the last 20, 30 seconds is the entire team dancing. And that's, parents play a role in that in the sense that we bang on the mat to the rhythm of the song so that they can hear the right rhythm to dance to. Because it can get loud in there, right? They've got their music playing. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we watch for two minutes and 30 seconds. And then it's 30 seconds of every parent to the rhythm of the song, just so the kids know. So, like, that's the participation level. Frankly, like, with with two and a half minutes of a performance after a year prep, like, I hope my kids aren't listening for me at that point. I hope they're focused on the music and what they're supposed to be doing so i'd rather but like i said like there are dads that have no business uh you know that are mocking the routine they're doing the arms and the legs as far as up they can get them right um on the side there i mean they've clearly been watching the routine just as much as their kid has and uh i haven't got there yet yeah 
thank goodness. Yeah. I don't want to pull a, I don't want to pull a hammy cheering on my kid. So, yeah. <laughs> um, John, we're gonna we're gonna shift gears in in a second, but the uh, one of the other themes we have running through the show is making fun of Canada. So, are Canadian dance parents worse than regular dance parents? And do they bring cowbells? Yeah. Sorry. Um, I don't know. If I, I, so I'm unaware if uh, if Canada has competitive cheer teams. Are, the competition, the the competitions that we've been at, um, which are you know Minneapolis, Sioux Falls, Fargo, Brookings, sort of in this region, there is not Canadian representation, and we have not gone north of the border either for any competitions. So sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Like, where's yeah, where's the downside here, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It might be interesting. Um, Sign me up. I mean, it's been fine without it. It's been yeah, fine I, as, as one would expect. Yeah, yeah. they would bring cowbells. Let me cowbells. assure you. Yeah. Oh, huh. Canadian yeah. parents love cowbells. They love them love it. so well, much. You know, maybe I got into the into the cheer space after you know the the cheer industry had been through canadian experiences and decided to not invite them to the competitions anymore and I no mean, we we've actually established this um canada is a time portal and you go back about 20 years when you're up there so give it about, sure. give it about 20 and cheer will get mm. up there but it's just not there yet it's not yeah, we we all hope that uh, you get out before they come in. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Because and they'll get in there and they'll say they invented it. So yeah, and I have a one man campaign going, um, John. Essentially, I'm the last one in. Sorry, no more. Yep. That was it. We'll shut the door. Shut I'm it. I'm good with that. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm gonna. I've got a dozen or so good Canadian friends in Grand Forks, right? That are wonderful people. Um, but that's enough. I mean, but plenty more than enough. Yeah. Right. Moderation. And then the nice, you know, 12 in metrics, only 10, right? So perfect. That's uh, <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting better all the time. Um, so to shift gears a little, uh, John, one of the other, and you touched on this actually briefly in, um, in, in the last segment here is one of the, the hallmarks, obviously, of, of the hockey weekend is, is the team dinner. Um, yeah. Longtime restaurateur, we are very, very curious to hear from the other side what it's like to have a, a hockey team in to eat. Now, I was the team manager for our, our kids' team uh, last year. I was big on the manager. Manager, the <laughs> manager. Uh, manager. Big on the pre-order. Got a lot of kudos from the restaurant. So, what what does it look like? Uh, it, I guess assuming you you've uh, experienced that, what does it look like from the other side? Yeah, I think generally, like as you know, the restaurant community supports team dinners in large groups because like in general, we like sales, right? So right. if somebody says, I want to bring a bunch of people in to spend money at your place, like in general, that's a good thing. Um, having said that, I mean, there are challenges that come with serving large groups at once, right? right. So, um, you know, the, you know, if, if you've got a group of, of 25 um, and, you know, you've got a table of four right next to you and their order gets in, just after the group of 25 i mean right. they might be waiting a while for their food right so there's yeah. challenges with management of the rest of the restaurant uh, when there's a large group so i would say in general best practice or tips that i could give to large groups is anything at all that you can do to make that easier on the restaurant 
it's going to be better for everyone, whether it's pre-ordering, um, something that really, really, pe that people don't think of that's really important to the restaurant community is when people sit down and place an order, um, if they could stay in that spot, yeah. that, that makes a big difference, right? So when people start to get up and move around and then, you know, we're trying to bring, like, you had this, oh, wait, you were sitting over there and moving around. And then when it comes time for, if it's separate checks, right, it gets to be complicated. So we're big proponents of the, you know, choose your seat wisely, but then once you've chosen it, let's, let's remain there. Because um, yeah. every guest has a number, right? Right. Um, the separate checks thing, people think that, that, you know, you get hung up on like the separate checks thing, like, oh man, if I got 25 people and they're all paying separately, like that's a nightmare. It's not really that much of a nightmare. What's as long as they know ahead of time, as long as we know ahead of time that you're all going to pay separately so we can prepare properly. Yeah. Um, that's fine. But um, but generally I think it's a good thing. I think it's great. I mean, we we relish at the opportunity to host large groups because we know that those are important moments, right? And special moments like hanging out with the whole team. And so um we we like it. So again, I've, uh, I'm really quick to chastise uh, Corey, especially John, when he comes yeah. through with a really uh, well thought out and reasonable answer. I was really looking for some mudslinging there, but uh, wonderful answer all the same. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I, look, there are, there are, I'm not gonna lie and say that we haven't had like bad experiences with large yeah. groups. Right? I mean- Why that, not people that, probably? Yeah, well, yeah. Canadians, uh, but it's uh, <laughs> even better. Um, you know, and, and look, it's just like, you know, we sort of joke like that you should have to work in a restaurant before you're allowed to eat in one, um, just so you understand like what, you know, what, and, and generally we think people understand like what a restaurant is going through in terms of the steps that they need to do to provide, um, to provide a good experience, but sometimes it's clear that some people just don't have any idea like how restaurants operate. And when they start making demands and things like that, it just gets to be challenging. So, sure. you know, we've had, yeah, we've, we had bad experiences with large groups. Sure. And, and some of those have been our own fault, right? I mean, we're not perfect, but, um, but generally I think that those groups are fun to serve too. And, and like I said, we like sales. So when somebody comes yeah. to me and says, I'd like to bring 30 people into your restaurant tonight, I mean, we do what we can to make it happen. Yeah. And I was a server for years and I am a proponent of, I think everyone should have to work food service. Honestly, yeah. it makes you less of a monster down the road because it's right. just, it's a fast paced demanding job. It, great job. Oh. I absolutely loved serving. I, it was fun, but there are the challenges with it. And you do get customers that make you like, think well, maybe I don't like people after all you know like it, yeah. they're but yeah. it's I I would seriously I, I I hope that my children at some point have a job in food service it is a right. learning lesson it is a really great experience but it also makes you um like understand what totally. happens behind the scenes in a restaurant and it's way more than you could ever imagine you know I mean it's it's really it's one of my favorite jobs I've ever had so yeah well, I think you just learn how to talk to people, right? I mean, that's like an important skill that you just like learn how to communicate with strangers, which uh, is just an important skill that you can use for the rest of your life, right? So yeah, especially for kids, like Kelly said, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah talking to strangers. Yeah, the earlier we can get. To... 
Strangers in white vans. I mean, if you can overcome that obstacle, I think you've got life made. Right. Seriously, right? Well, and to pump John's tires a little bit here, uh, if if people who are listening to this uh, podcast tonight haven't been to the Toasted Frog, it is a fantastic restaurant. Uh, John, I know that uh, my wife uh, loves your restaurant. She takes me there whenever she can drag me out of the house and pretend that she likes me. But tell us a little bit about your guys' reach and the restaurant. And it, uh, I got to say great things about it. The food's fantastic. The atmosphere is even better. Thanks. Absolutely. I've never had bad service at the frog ever i not once have i ever had a bad server at the frog every time i, I go there and it is again Corey. i'm with your wife when i find myself kid free that's my first pick there <laughs> we go i want to go to the toasted frog yeah so my wife will go to the toasted frog and occasionally she lets me come along too there you go <laughs> exactly uh well this podcast is great i'm gonna step back you guys can keep talking if you want. no uh, <laughs> uh well no thank you i appreciate that we've uh we've been so fortunate because like i mean we've had such a good reception from the community since we opened and you know kelly to your comment about you know good service all the time like i've got a staff that makes me look good i mean we've been fortunate that we've had a you know we've got a, you know a handful of serving staff that's worked for us for over a decade and you know made it their full-time job so um yeah, it's, you know, it's not been an easy business since the pandemic, right? I mean, so much has changed since 2020, for sure. But we've tried to just focus back on, um, on like the core fundamentals of what make, you know, restaurants good. And that's just good service and good food. And, you know, the rest of the stuff kind of seems to work itself out if you focus back on those things. So um, yeah, we've been around, it's crazy. Um, you know, we've been around for open for 17 years in Grand Forks okay. now, so we opened in, in May of 2006. Um, and uh, and it's great. It's it's like I said, it's it's been challenging the past few years, but that's every restaurant and, um, and a lot of industries, you know, with workforce and inflation stuff, but, uh, but it's been good. We, um, we, we love doing what we do. Um, and uh, and the community's been like just incredible to us. So it's it's fun for sure. That's my fun job. It's my fun evening job. That it's my side gig. But, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's another great segue, John. Um, wanted to touch base uh, a little bit on on one one of your current jobs with uh, Recovery Reinvented. I talked yeah. to Corey and Kelly, you know, briefly before he came on. One of the issues, you know, on the hockey side of thing is that, you know, I work as an agent and advisor, we run into, um, you know, an issue with, with young guys as they get into that, you know, 17 to 20 range, where we yeah. start to um, have kids drop off as prospects as they get mm. uh, a little wrapped up in the, um, the I guess, the the drinking or, or party culture. Yeah. You know, not to say we, you know, want kids not not to socializing that kind of thing but um you know i've tracked kids look at them at instagram all summers you know every every post is them with a few beers at the lake and then the fall right. comes and they say hey uh coach isn't playing me very much i'm not doing very well what's what's wrong what can i do for the coach it's like well i can show yeah. you 20 pictures about what's what's wrong here so um you know you work in um in that space with with recovery and whatnot um and, and just just wanted to get your thoughts on that you know maybe what's a good message for for young guys that are getting into that space and, and just trying to achieve the balance we talked about and and being able right. to be yourself as a 
on yeah. a high level career path, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, well, I maybe think, tell us a little bit about what you do first instead of. Well, sure. Yeah. So I've taken, right. you know, the total, I've taken the total cliche standard career path of restaurant ownership to, uh, working for business development for an architecture firm to working for the governor and addiction and recovery services, right? That'll so just kind of the, the standard, the things that really go well together. Um, not which at all. Yeah. Um, so recovery reinvented is, you know, I work for the governor and first lady of North Dakota. You might know that, you know, the first lady is in recovery and she sort of made it her platform when they were elected office. And one of the things that they did was they created an office that's our sole mission is dedicated to just eliminating the stigma around addiction. And we right. just do that by talking openly about it in venues that you normally wouldn't talk about it. So first lady is a person in recovery. She's been in recovery for uh, about 21 years. Um, I've been sober and in recovery for a little over 15 years. Um, and so our, our job really is to, is to just bring this conversation to different places where it hasn't been before, because we know that stigma is one of the greatest barriers for people getting the help that they need right they're ashamed or embarrassed about it they think it's a moral failing so so we just talk about it so to your question you know i think with that age group particularly you know i think there's a couple of uh i think there's a couple of myths that need to be broken down one of them i think is that you know when you go through sort of the college years right i think people sort of view that um drinking that happens during those years is a phase right that everybody goes through and you know when you graduate you come out of it you start your real job and you just kind of forget about that the fact of the matter is is that it's there are a lot of people that suffer from addiction in that age group and it's not just a phase for some people like it can spiral out of control really quickly um so i think that's one myth the second myth is that you know i think um they assume that people like me who are sober, like preach abstinence, right? So, and that's just not the case. Like, I'm not going to go sit in a room with a bunch of 18 to 22 year olds and tell them that they shouldn't drink at all and expect to get anywhere with them, right? That's not, it's just not, it's a non-starter. So right. yeah. what I do think is important though, is just share, is just educating them on what can happen and, you know, and give them some pointers on, uh, sort of how to be on the lookout um, with self-awareness when things are maybe a little bit worse than they should be, right? Um, so I think the, the missing piece really is is just education for that age group. And frankly, I think one of the things we talk about with my current job is is I think we just need to get to kids sooner than we are now. I don't think we could give kids enough credit for understanding this stuff. I use my kids as an example, like, you know, I've, I was sober before my kids were born. So, you know, when my kids were five and six and seven years old, we were talking to them about like why mommy can have a glass of wine, but dad can't. And they understood it, right? They, they were able to take it in, maybe not, you know, at a high level, but if, as we kept talking about it, like my 12 year old has a pretty good understanding right now, of the dangers of substance use disorder and what addiction is. So, I think we just need to generally talk to kids earlier about it and give them some credit for understanding this. Um, and then, you know, hopefully when they get to that age, they've learned enough where they just have better self-awareness. Um, and I think, you know, there are definitely some differences in this generation from my generation. Um, 
in terms of how they approach alcohol. Like one thing that I've been uh, impressed by is that young college kids today, like from what I've seen, like they don't go out or they don't start drinking without getting the driver situation figured out first. Right. I mean, like that, that is done. And that's, that's great. Like, you know, when I was that age, it was okay. When bar closed, now we're going to figure out the driver situation. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, and, and, uh, but, but I also think going with that too, you know, you know, somebody goes into a night knowing that the driver piece is taken care of, they maybe can be more reckless as well too, knowing that's done. So there's a flip side to that too. So I don't know. I mean, it sounds like soft and fluffy and maybe cliche, but like, I honestly just think like talking about this more frequently and at a younger age, you know, and teaching, teaching these kids that the internet is forever. And some of those pictures that get taken of them, you know, stay with them forever. I mean, that's that education piece, I think, is just really important. And that's already happened to a couple of high level hockey players that, you know, the, the social yeah. media stuff, like it, they've been pinched on that. Now there's a issue about them, you know, can they be redeemed and that kind of thing. But right. um, you know, we I hope we, that answered your question. I don't know. That was, no, a, lot no, 100% of, was it did. a lot of me talking. I recognize no, that, that. That's great. We like we like the narrative there. Um, John, that, that's yeah. some solid yeah. good stuff. And if anyone wants to rewind about two minutes and re-listen to that, I think they would uh, it'd be time well spent. Yeah. You know, we talk to talk to our players about that all the time. And they say, well, it's, you know, it's no big deal. We, you know, we're, you know, 18 or 19, we can do this kind of thing. And I said, yeah, 100% you can. I remember being that age. But, you yeah. know, if you, you got on an airplane one day and said, hey, uh, the pilot came on and said, hey, sorry, I'm a little late. Uh, me and the boys were up till five, drinking some beers and playing chill. No worry, I got this covered. Right. How are you going right. to tell? Now, now you go tell the <laughs> right. coach the same thing. Hey, I know we got a big game tonight, but me and the boys were up till four, playing chill and drinking some beers. You're not going to be your, the best version of yourself. And not right. just you can't do it, but you know, if you're interested in pursuing this, the, you know, this is something that needs to be yeah addressing and, think, and there's no shame in talking about that like you say and, and that's sort of totally. the point you wanted to get at right yeah exactly and I also think just you know letting people know and and what I've found with younger people is you need to give examples sometimes and and but letting people know that this can sneak up on you and yeah. that you know I mean I think a lot of people and and rightfully so and understandably think that you know people that suffer from addiction it's founded out of trauma that they've had and and there are certainly many many cases of that i mean that's probably more the norm than not but you know i talk about like myself like i i had a fantastic upbringing great parents loving household every chance at success possible right and it snuck up on me just because like i just really liked it right so once i started drinking like it just got out of control really quick and and it wasn't because of any childhood trauma that I had it wasn't because of a bad set of experiences it's not because I lost my job or anything like that it really just snuck up on me so I try to just educate people that it can happen to anybody at any time and you just have to really be aware of that when you're making decisions around alcohol yeah and that's the part you know that we try to hit on too is like how it can sneak up on you is it you know it's and uh, you know, playing you know high school or you know AAA or junior or college hockey, it, it's fun. Uh, yeah. But all of a sudden, geez, we're doing this four days a week, and it's been six or seven years now. I'm still doing it four days a week, and it's like, how how did this yeah. happen? But it's it's a uh, yeah, because it can be fun. Yeah, you can't sugarcoat it; can be fun, right? So right, uh, right. Just, just uh, be cognizant of of uh, yeah. some of those things. I guess is a big deal. Yeah, for sure. 
We, I mean, we went from bedazzled cheer dad outfits to that. We went from, we got heavy pretty quick there. Do you want to, I mean, I, I apologize if I. Hey, we're, uh, hey, we're an eclectic group. Yeah, we, we can bring it right back in the gutter quick if you want. Hey, we can talk Absolutely. about, we can get nuts. We can, t we, we can make hey, jokes hey. about Regina, which is our favorite thing, you know? Sure. Hey, we've been known to talk about uh, Von Dutch hats and butt plugs. We can go dark quick. I've heard it. I, I've listened to the show. I know what you've <laughs> talked about. So, yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I, you were I, there. I've heard, I've heard it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so we will change gears just, just to uh, you know maybe get a, a final fun ten minutes. And um, Corey has a real favorite question, uh, being that you're a favorite hockey player, and uh, and now Dan's cool. dad. Corey wants to put you on the spot. All right, here we go. Um. Now you can put, you can be towards dance if you want. It can be towards when you were still playing hockey, but what is the greatest chirp you've ever either said, heard in hockey or in dance? And we would get bonus points if there was, was a dance. not dance in uh, uh, bonus points if you uh, um, had heard a chirp in competitive cheer. Oh man, I should have been prepared for this, and I wasn't. Hey, <laughs> um, okay. you can this, you this can vamp, you can vamp. Just keep filling hey. time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I to be honest with you, like I haven't uh the only chirping, you know, that happens really in competitive cheer, um, like isn't at it's it's sort of, you know, maybe when we're late at night in the hospitality room with our own group of parents, oh. maybe chirping about like, you know, I wasn't a fan of did you guys see that team's uniform? Was like, whoa, that was uh, something else, right? So you know, just a little maybe judgment there. There's not much like in competition chirping, um, uh, and it, that might be just because I'm I'm scared of those dads, and I just don't want to know what would. I mean, any I mean any any cheer dad that will be dazzle a shirt and put it on with a beer pun on it, like that dude is secure, and I I'm gonna stay away from getting in a confrontation with them. Yeah. You don't want you don't want any part of that. Yeah, right, you're right. Not, yeah. I don't. I don't. That guy, he's got nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah, ex ex yeah, that's probably it, right? And he's also not looking at the guy with nerdy white frame glasses as a threat either. So, uh, but I, you know, maybe maybe it's because my girls just aren't at that age yet, right? I mean, I'm sure there's more chirping maybe that happens at high school and college level cheer competitions, but like, it just doesn't happen yet. Um. And I don't know. I mean, I I put my my formative years of playing hockey were in Minot. I think I just came became numb to chirps because yeah. it was just <laughs> constant, right? So um, I don't know if I have a good answer to that. Uh, I should have been more prepared. Now we'll, we will gladly accept uh, uh, chirping on the other team's um, attire as, yeah. as a. And yeah. that happens at hockey yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, it does. We're all thinking about a certain team that we yeah. played with ombre neon. Yeah, <laughs> that we might play this weekend. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Or are we recollecting the Ever Classic team we played called the Ice Clams? And I bet you don't have to guess what their jerseys looked like because they were the oh. Ice Clams. Oh, I, bet I don't have to paint a picture. <laughs> no. I mean, you made a hand gesture, so I sort of got it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I did paint kind of a picture. Like, kind of did, yeah. yeah, a little bit. Uh, um, those were unique. It was a bold choice, um, but it does totally. leave the door open for people making fun of you. It just does. I, it's, it's like 
you know, teeing it up at T-ball. It's it's yeah. just an easy hit. So yeah. I'm going to be all over that. Yep. Yep. So uh, that, that, I guess, begets another question is, what are the, uh, is there a clever dance team name you'd like to share with us? Like, we played some real, some real good ones. The clams. You know, what's really interesting clams are my is, so, favorite. yeah, there's um, the, so, you know, there's, there's all these dance pro or cheer programs have within the program, different teams, right? And that's different okay. age groups, right? So, um, and each program sort of has a theme of what their names are right so for example like my kids go to uh to grace academy and you know they're the different team names are uh like diamonds emeralds sparkles rubies right so they kind of go together in sort of that gem field right there's some that um that are interesting right so there's like there's a lot of there's a lot of angry uh names like you know like like there's it's not uncommon for a cheer team to be named like the fury or the rage or uh something like that you know which when cheer teams go out for their competition you know there's an announcer that announces the team right and it's it's always kind of a little bit comical to me when you know someone announces please welcome to the mat you know the what the fury and then you know it's uh, a bunch of cute little six-year-old girls running out onto the mat, right? Yeah, and pigtails and pink and, <laughs> pink and bedazzled uniforms, right? And I'm like, that's, I guess Pretty that's scary. scary. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, there there have been, uh, there's always, there's always, you know, there's typically probably, you know, 30 to 40 teams at these competitions in different age levels. And there's always one or two, interesting names and there's always one or two really interesting uniform combinations um the uniform is a big deal so sure. yeah i have an important question um this is probably the most important question that we're going to cover yeah uh you are you call yourself a cheer dad so yeah. i'm going to be testing that how many of the bring it on movie series how many and, and i'm talking bring it on bring it on again, bring it on all or nothing. How many of you have seen of those? Oh my God, Jonathan. I'm, I'm, you can even tell us who Torrance is? Yeah, to, to, to Torrance? Yeah. Kyle, I'm proud of you right now. I'm Thanks. so I, uh, goddamn proud of you right now. I can't uh, even, I could bust. Kelly, but that's your assignment. Bring it, but it's already been brought in. It's been brought in. Yeah. Jonathan, homework I've heard that oh, Yeah, come on. You need to watch Bring It On. And yeah, there the must be some clouds up in one, this atmosphere. As with exactly, mm -hmm. there must be some toros in the atmosphere mm -hmm. because it's an essential piece of film history, especially the first one. Um, yeah. it's so mm -hmm. that's your homework assignment. Your daughters will thank me. Um, you just you need these movies in your life, they're essential. You may wish to pre-screen them before you show them to your daughters, but eventually. <laughs> oh, maybe the younger ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to parent for you, but. <laughs> well, you know, I have this very idealistic view of the cheer industry right now because of my experiences, right? Like it's been, is this going to, I don't want anything to taint no. that, that like, I don't want anything to ruin that if these movies are going to paint a bad picture. No, I, uh, okay. Kelly, this, I, 
dated two Saskatchewan Rough Rider cheerleaders. And if anybody wants to discuss off air, I can taint a lot. I can taint about five years of your life. Oh, okay. I'm here for a lot of syllables. Two two Saskatchewan cheerleaders, huh? You dated Kyle at the same time? No, (laughs) I'm a nice girl. Recently. Um, well, <laughs> no, uh, I can't tell Kelly the stories. I tell Kelly's husband, and then he filters it, and then tells Kelly. No, yeah. and he won't tell me. That's the thing. Because hey. I'll, I'll, I dig around, and he won't tell me. It's a very, he takes dad code. Yep, it's yep. very serious to him. And I'll be like, come on, I'm not going to tell anybody. He's like, I can't. So What happens at Whiskey Wednesday stays there you at go. Whiskey Wednesday. Right. No. Yeah, I'll, I'll how'd it go? Good. What you guys yeah. talk about? Not much. Uh, yeah, I don't get a lot of answers. So I think Kyle told stories. I think I've seen a whiskey Wednesday. I think it was that yeah, I, I, think yeah. I, I think I witnessed one happening and yeah. was pretty jealous, actually. So hey, I'll I'll so inch my chair closer next time. We're an inclusive Which was group, a follow-up John. question we had is uh <laughs> we understand uh you haven't uh had a drink in 15 years, but I know you're interested in non-alcoholic cocktails. Could you tell us about yeah. What might be your go-to at a hypothetical Whiskey Wednesday featuring Jonathan Holt? What would be your go-to? Yeah. Um, so a really fun part for my life over the past few years is that, I mean, the non-alcoholic craft beer market has exploded, right? So yeah. like my first five years being sober, it was like, you want an O'Doul's or you want a Diet Coke? Like that's your options, right? Full right. stop. And now like at the Frog, for example, like we we have to pick and choose because there's so many good ones, which ones to carry because we can't carry them all. Um, so I love a good, and, and again, it used to be just O'Doul's, but now there's, there's IPAs, there's stouts, there's the whole work. So like in the winter time, I've got a couple of NA stouts that I go to that are awesome. There's, uh, there's a couple of, you know, uh, great like summer beers that are good to have. Um, so I love a good, I love a good NA beer for sure. Um, and yeah, most of the, most of the restaurants that I frequent around here now too have like NA cocktail menus, right? Yeah. So like when yeah, I go to Harry's, I, I start off with a green mile every time it's this delicious NA cocktail. Right. So, so I feel like I get to participate a little bit and not get like yeah. punished, you know, for, um, so, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I, my fridge has a myriad of NA beers, and it's nice to finally be able to have that that option for sure. Well, John, John yeah. uh, Kyle is in charge of uh, planning and scheduling, but uh, we're an inclusive group on Wednesday, and uh, we would love to hear about uh, different cocktails. Not to moms, you're not. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. We draw a line. We, we're inclusive. Inclusive. Hang on. No one from Minot, unless you lived there briefly <laughs> over a five-year period. Yep. Um, no one from Canada, unless you've fully come here and decided that this place is better. Uh, and anyone else that wants to join us that is a, is a dad and enjoys Whiskey Wednesday, you can... That's you can not a mother. No. I get it. I get it. You know, I... But I can't I have, on my one. I'm gonna, that is I'm true. Gonna... That is true. Right. You guys aren't welcome on... You can stop by, you can say hello, and then you keep moving. Yeah. All right? Uh, it, I, I want to be clear before I say this, I a hundred percent support it. My wife has many opportunities with her girlfriends for girls nights. Um, they happen frequently and I support every single one of them. Um, 
one of the reasons I support every single one is when I do get the opportunity to cash in a guy's night, I'd like to be able to do that. So um, <laughs> I should be able to accept the invite if it comes from Kyle. Okay. So I'll, I'm going to add you to the group me right now. Okay. Uh, I have tried, I've gone so far on the mom side of things to actually, I offered to set up mom Monday, wine Wednesday, mm -hmm. tequila Tuesday, whatever you want to call it. I've offered to set it up crickets. Really? Yeah. Kelly? I wanna yeah. I wanna set up cosmic bingo. I wanna do it with the moms. Cosmic bingo is a good time. It's a perfect one for moms. Bingo, it's my jam. We're little gambling, nice. little little yeah, and, and cosmic bingo. And that's the best one. So um I'm game. I think we need to make this happen. I'm gonna talk to your wife. Because she sure. I like I've explained to you guys, I fail as a planner. I don't have the wherewithal. I don't have the, you know, like I, I like to be invited. Um, but yeah. if I get Amanda in my corner, things could go well. You just nailed it, Kelly, because Kyle, he forgets. If you're, if you're going to plan something, like if I suggest to my spouse, you know, I, I would love for you to be able to go do something and this and that, you're going to get crickets. But if I call Amanda and be like, hey, Amanda, you know what a great idea would be? Everyone will follow. Yeah, she gets yeah. shit done. Yep. She does. And I love that about her. Yep. Yep. No question about it. So, but Kyle, I no didn't... woman cares about what you say. Excuse me, Jim. <laughs> no, I didn't. So, cosmic bingo, I, I didn't know that was a thing. So, it's what? It's bingo in the dark with like neon lights and stuff? Yes. They play a ton of 90s music, and that, I oh. love that. Oh, um, yeah. It's in the dark. So, it's at Southgate. Um, okay. And then, uh, like, and they do like, like it's for adults so they do like dirty dirty like little commentary you know like oh yep. ladies it's b8 raise your glass you know and <laughs> so funny uh and then they stop and they do like games like shake a golf ball out of a tissue box without your hands and win a t-shirt oh, so it's a good time and and the, the the actual bingo pots are actually pretty big so it um uh it's it's a good time and, but like i said i'm gonna get amanda in my corner because she she's the that's why there's many reasons why she's one of my lady crushes but her ability <laughs> to um like get people going in the same direction that is on the list of of, of reasons why she's a lady yeah crusher, so i worked with amanda for uh four years i know this full well so oh. in terms of just like getting shit done so that's she yeah. does, and I love it. I would, I would note, however, I have several successful Whiskey Wednesdays under my belt. To <laughs> that is true. I think you guys need to look up an old blues song by uh, Roseanne Cash. It's called "Put a Woman in Charge." <laughs> <laughs> um, Not I, this one. All right, I'll be like, no, that's cool. Right. Let's just take a nap. Let's uh, let's let's take a nap. In a little bit of gotcha journalism, we've discussed oh. a lot of. Uh, compare and contrast type stuff between hockey parents and dance parents um touch on whiskey wednesday i just went to add john uh to the whiskey wednesday group me john not available on group me what's the deal with not having group me uh the deal is i don't have group me i don't i mean uh what are you talking about to your parents i can, I can uh, add it well i have I'll add it to the 14 other apps that I have to use to communicate <laughs> with people. Um, it, it is not something you want to tread lightly into, John. Once you open the door to group me, 
you will never close the door to group me. That is true. It's a it's it, it's a cult. Right. Like we use like at, at at Urban Stampede, for example, my coffee shop, we use Slack to communicate with each other. And what I've learned is like that's the only way now that we communicate with each other. Like, you know, it's almost like when I go in and talk to my staff and like talk to them, they're like, why isn't why isn't this in Slack? Like, what do you, you know, so it's it's odd. So I'm a little worried that I'm disassociating from actual live communication with people by yeah. adding another app. But I'll do it for you, Kyle. Thank you. Um, I'm as a quid pro quo, I'm going to give a shout out to the staff at uh Urban. Uh, Thank you. there the other day, uh, decided to give an impromptu uh, treat for my wife, Amanda, who works around the corner. Uh, could, could not remember what her order was. I described her to the young lady working at the tail. She's like, oh, I got it. Nice. Oh. Nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's good. Problem do, solved. We still, do we still do Seattle Market Spice Tea uh, at the Urban? We don't. Um, it's been a I while, know. I know. That's that's a throwback, though. I, I mean, know. Uh, and you're not the only person that has asked me that question. Okay. So uh, maybe we need to bring it back. But at least for a special, maybe you can do it for a special yeah. this time. You know, find out. You call right. it the Corey. Yeah. I feel we like can. they can do better marketing than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not associate okay. a brand with something that doesn't have high marketability. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Marketing 101. Uh, well, I tell you what, we are, I'm trying to keep uh, the show listenable. So we're probably at about uh, an hour and 15 minutes worth of good content. So we'll cut it off there. John, thank you so much for being our guest. Yeah, thanks, you guys. That was I, that was awesome. I really I appreciate fun. it thanks. a lot. It's uh, yeah. so much. Yeah, thank yeah. You. Good, uh, a lot of good content, a lot of good stuff to listen to. So we'll have you on uh, really anytime you like. That's awesome. I can, if, you know, when maybe this, this spring, I can do live remote from one of the cheer competitions. Oh, um, that really sounds like a win-win. And I will. And I uh, want to know when there's one in Grand Forks, because I'm, like I said, I'm here for that cheer life. I like that. So I, I think it's wonderful. I will attend with, with a bedazzled shirt on. I'll be dropping. I'll be dropping right on quotes left and right. I'll be well, in maybe my, by in that my time. <laughs> maybe I will be too by that time. So I've right. got my marching Rush orders. Up, and yes. then we'll go in there, and those kids will think we're so cool. It'll be amazing. Yeah. I will lend both of you my. I have two Von Dutch hats. I will lend them both to you. I will Perfect. let you go full caddy. Kelly, yep. I want you to say how many Winnipegs out of ten you give the outfits. Oh. You're like that's a seven out of ten Winnipeg's. Yeah. Well, no, you have to go lower on the Winnipeg scale. Like one out of I ten is good, right? Sorry. Right, right. Yeah, that's how we'll rate them from now on. You know, it's that makes sense to me. How many Winnipeg's do we give it? Yeah, it works. Yeah. Um, Kelly, uh, because I'm going to cut this off. I have a very brief confession. Okay. Uh, on Sunday, I went to the A and W in Winkler and enjoyed it. And I know we're not going to we're going to have to take a 72 hour sabbatical from friendship. But I did. No, what I'm going to do is drive you to Boston immediately and educate your ass on how a and is supposed to taste, okay? It's just yeah. not the same thing, Kyle. And okay. it is upsetting. And also, Episode 10, I will get one of the German girls from Winkler from that works at A&W, one of the gals yeah. from Boston. 
They can go argue YouTube. whatever language they want. Go to YouTube right now and go and type in City of Boston. It just enjoy.